Good morning, everyone that is on here in the United States. Patrick is coming from us from a totally different continent. So it is his afternoon, evening time. It is one of the sessions for Unstoppable Leadership. Patrick is also an author and a life coach. So author, um, Patrick, sorry. I'm going to turn it over to you, let the audience know what you do, how you came to be, and how you started writing your book. Okay, excellent question. Um, as Don stated, I'm Patrick Ratchford, uh, known as motivational speaker extraordinaire. Uh, I've been in the speaking industry for a couple decades. Uh, after a few years of speaking, uh, one of my mentors um, suggested that I should put my thoughts in writing, uh, put my, my thoughts down so that if I ever chose not to speak, uh, there would be material available. Uh, so I, I took that to task and um, locked myself in a room for approximately 30 days and wrote six to eight, 10 hours a day until I completed my first body of work. Uh, so in a nutshell, that's how I came to be. That is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that book. It's called The Start of Something Big, an Expression on Living Life to Its Fullest. What got you started on writing that book and specifically that title? The, the title, Don, with the start of something big, was a reflection of my intention and what I was experiencing at that point in my life. I had read hundreds of books. I had listened to hundreds of audio programs. I was quite successful in, in different sales organizations. I was able to be disciplined, setting a few shekels aside, as they say, for a rainy day. And so that freedom allowed me to focus on something larger, to focus on something big, which was to have an impact on my immediate friends and family, but to have a ripple effect or a butterfly effect throughout the world of trying to enlighten folks on how to reach their goals, their dreams, their ambitions. Yeah, and that's always a good thing to do because people don't know until somebody tells their story. And that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed with speakers and especially motivational speakers, there's always a story on behind why they got started and why they're telling their story. So what is one of your more moving stories that you have told while you're speaking that may have impacted someone? Okay. Uh, my most popular one, which has been borrowed from, by many speakers, uh, but from the early days of my audio cassette tapes, <laughs> you will find this story as, as evidence that it originated from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that usually goes. Somebody will pick up a really good story, and I know there's quite a few people that will do less brown that way, too, as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So I, I will share this, uh, this brief uh, experience. Um, I spent some time in Hawaii, uh, about a month, a little bit of time in the Big Island, a little bit of time in um, Oahu. And as, as I was laying on the beach, 
I see this young man in a business suit, which obviously stands out because a business suit on a beach. And just ahead of him is this older gentleman, very casual clothing, um, very relaxed. And the young man walks up to him in a business suit and says that, I understand that you are a successful retired businessman. And he goes, yes, I am. He says, well, I would like to know the secret to success. He says, well, I'm relaxing on the beach now and um, you just follow your own path and I'm sure you'll find the answers that you seek. He says, no, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I do want to be successful. And if you would just give me a secret to your success that I've applied to my life, I would be grateful. He says, young man, I'm, I'm just relaxing on the beach. He says, I would really be appreciative. He says, well, fair enough. So he puts his arm around the young man's shoulder and they begin to walk into the ocean, into the water. And the water reaches the young man's knees and to his waist, eventually he reaches up to his chest. And the older gentleman tightened his grip and pull the young man into the water and held him there. Oh. And he brought him up from, from the water and, he, and he's gasping for breath. And he says, well, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm, I'm trying to teach you something. He says, what are you trying to teach me? I, I, I can't even breathe. And so he tightened his grip and he pulled him into the water again and held him even longer. And just before his body went limp, the older gentleman pulled his head up out of the water and the guy's gasping for breath, gasping for breath. He says, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? And the old man said, young fella, what did you want more than anything when I held you under that second time? He says, I wanted to breathe. He says, when you want to succeed, as much as you wanted to breathe when I held you under that second time, that is when you will succeed. I love that. And oh, we can unpack that for days, <laughs> literally. And when success, and that is one of the things that people chase so much and sometimes they forget that they lose themselves in chasing that success and I think even with that metaphor that older gentleman was teaching that younger man yes you want it as much as you wanted that second breath but you also have to want it as much as anything else that you've ever done in your life but sometimes we give up things when we give up things chasing success. One of the things that I learned when I was going after success and my mind, I thought success had to mean making the most money, working every single day. Um, I was stressed out to the max doing that. And it's one of those things, one of those lessons that if I would have been taught early on, I don't think I really would have went the path that I did. Um, 
even though I am appreciative of the path and all of the people I have met going through all of those things, when you're chasing success and you have to understand what success is for you, because what is for one person is not for another person. Very true. Yeah. And when you're going through those things and you literally cannot breathe. And I think for me, that was my lesson because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe where I was at. I was constricted, restricted, and you just want to breathe. And in order to be able to do that, you have to get out of those constraints. Well said. No, I, I concur. And I, I'm glad that you touched on the the aspect on that everyone's definition of success is different. And especially for what we do in the motivational realm and the inspirational realm, lots of folks want to know what success and you achieve that cabin up in the mountains, you are successful. If your goal is to get married or have children or um, pay off your house or to send your kid to college, you are successful. So everyone's definition of success varies from individual to individual based upon what their burning desire is. So I'm glad that you touched upon that. So one of the things that as we talk, we talk about leadership, what are some three top nuggets that you have? If somebody is going into leadership roles, what do you have for them to succeed in leadership? Typically from, from my experience, firsthand, I always encourage when I'm sitting down with executives or I'm doing one-on-one life coaching, it's very important that as the leader, just the basics of listening. That was is what I stressed firsthand is that when they're speaking to one individual or two or their entire staff or an entire organization, first as a leader, it's important to listen versus thinking, I'm the leader, I'm the one that has the title, I'm the one has the name recognition, I'm the one leading this organization. That's all well and good but we all grow, we can all um, be informed through different insights from different individuals. And that begins by simply listening. Secondly, we all have heard that it's important to lead by example. So I always stress that do not um, suggest or give direction or orders to individuals or faculty or staff or personnel, anything that you as a leader would not do. Uh, in my early days, I, when folks wanted me to just sit behind a desk and get some sales meeting once or twice a week, I always shared with them that I don't object to that, but my personal style of leadership is similar to like in the military, not to be a general barking orders, to not hesitate to jump into a foxhole and say, hey, soldier, toss me that M16. That is leadership, as opposed to in the back of the battlefield with a pair of binoculars, just giving orders and waving. Uh, so 
the same way I suggested to team, whatever analogy that they can apply to their life, the point is to not instruct others to do something that you yourself are not willing to do. Yeah. Thirdly, uh, although the list could go on, thirdly, I, I always suggest to folks to take a moment during their day, whether it's the start of their day or the middle of their day or the conclusion of their day. That moment might be two minutes, five minutes. For some of us, it's 20 minutes. And just be quiet. Be still. Two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Relax, breathe, exist in the moment. And I have found that this that moment in time, whether it's two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, sometime throughout your day on a consistent basis, balances you out and allows you to focus on the next day, to focus on the next project, to focus on being an even better leader. So those are my three. Yeah. And those are some really good ones. And it is something that a lot of people need to really start doing when you are talking about taking some time out of your day and just sitting and being quiet. That is a very lost art that we have lost. And there is such an impact whenever you can sit down at the end of the day or even for some people at the beginning of the morning to really unpack it, really sit down, really think about because what you're doing is you're allowing your subconscious to come forward and you're allowing your subconscious to say, okay, this went great. This didn't go great. This is what we could do better. But it also allows you to say, you know what, tomorrow is another day and we can go forward. But it also gives you that touch point of just being with yourself. And I think some are under the impression that their minds go 100 miles a minute and they can't calm down. You can. It just takes a little bit of practice. And you're right. For some, it's going to be five minutes or less because until you get to that point, it will be hard for them to do 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, very true. So that is one of the things that I've noticed that has helped myself along my journey is giving myself even five or 10 minutes just being outside. And I will actually take off my shoes, ground my feet into the earth. And that allows me to quiet and it allows me to really take in what what is Mother Nature sounds around me. Use it as a time of meditation, of quiet, of peace. And then you are so energized after you're done with that, that most of the time you don't need coffee to wake you up. (laughs) (laughs) that's very true (laughs) so it's one of those things that I find that is really interesting and I love how you put that the start of something big on your book and I think for some especially during this time the start of something big is now So for those that are in this crisis right now, what is your suggestion to them 
to empower them to really think about this situation a little bit different with COVID. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up, Don, because it's very timely. And, and all of us are encountering this, this new normal, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and myself included, I have to work on myself on a daily basis, even though I'm in the industry. So I want to make clear that I too drank my own Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> um, I have found that it's important to live in the moment. Uh, statistically, uh, the data reflects that stress is caused by thinking of the past, stress is caused by thinking of the future. If you focus on the present moment, the stress of the past, the stress of the future does not overwhelm you. So during this pandemic, social distancing, isolation, potential quarantine, wearing face masks, um, working from home. Uh, everyone has uh, encountered different challenges during this pandemic. So if they would simply take the moment, literally and figuratively, to exist in this moment, petting your dog, speaking with your spouse, calling an old friend or a loved one or a relative, going for a walk, looking out the window, look at the trees, uh, the birds flying by, the, uh, the frogs and rabbits in that moment versus not thinking, oh my gosh, how many people got infected today? How many people died today? How many other countries are the numbers going up? Are the numbers going down? Are they staying steady? Is there going to be a second wave? Is there going to be a third wave? Is there going to be a vaccine? Is, is a vaccine coming next month? two months, three months, a year, two years? Uh, when is the unemployment rate gonna go down? Am I gonna get my stimulus check? It just goes on and on and on. Being glued to CNN or Fox News or uh, your radio or social media, that adds to the stress. So embrace the moment. And I think that your listeners will find that their stress levels will go down. Yeah, do a social media detox. That is a really good one because I one of my tips that I give my people, my clients, is don't look at social media when you first wake up. When you first wake up, do something that you are grateful for. Have a gratitude moment. And when you have a gratitude moment, you're allowing yourself to reset how you think about the day. And you're just giving yourself that chance of going like, okay, I need to breathe before you even turn on the news. I know for us, we have not had cable television now in an over six years, I believe. And the only way we keep up with the news is I will read something for about 20 or 30 minutes. And, and then we, you know, just leave it at that. We don't continuously leave it home. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I too, I don't even own a television. If I'm visiting friends or family, I, I may catch a moment here or there. 
but I have found for over a decade now that I get more productivity because uh, it's so con it's 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 so easy to fall into the trap of oh my gosh I've got a hundred channels two hundred channels I'm just going to watch this one show but when you've got two hundred choices you're always going to find something interesting I'm not saying that yeah. it's, there's nothing interesting on television there's too many things that are interesting <laughs> that you'll never get anything done <laughs> that very a very show true or an hour. <laughs> Very, very, very true because I mean that can suck you in so quick and there is a couple of shows that I do watch but I will only watch them when they come out and then I make myself, I don't binge watch anymore, I used to and I just give myself time to watch them when I have time. And that increases that enjoyability. And I think I find that I listen more and I pay attention more when I'm not doing a bazillion other things. So I always ask my guest one last nugget that you can give to the listeners before we sign off. So what is your one last nugget that you would give to the listeners? One last nugget. five months or so um, to ask themselves if you had six months to live how would you spend it and I think if your listeners ask themselves that especially during this current time they would have those conversations that they've been meaning to have with friends family and loved ones they would try to experience some activities that they've been meaning to experience that they could not before go to work. I'm too tired. I'm too busy. Traffic is this. So to simply ask themselves if they had six months to live, how would they spend it? And see what answers come to them and try to check off a couple of those. That is what I would suggest. That is a very good last nugget. So I am going to go ahead and sign off. Patrick, thank you for joining us today. I think this is a really good conversation. And I hope that our listeners get something out of this. And like I like to sign off, everyone, you are unstoppable, whether you believe it or not. And you are the beacon of hope. Everyone have a awesome Sunday or Monday, depending on where you're at in the world. And if you are watching this for replay, put down replay. And also don't forget to go click on Amazon, get Patrick's book. Really good read. I highly recommend it. And everyone have a good one. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me, Don. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. And I wish health and safety to you and your listeners. Awesome. Okay. Hey.